coming to you from the mountains and the plains. The only conservative voices brave enough to push back. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Altman. That's what the Second Amendment was designed to do. If you're going to do something to, to nullify or take away my rights under the Constitution, come get it. Max McGuire. When you look at politicians on the left, um, they need to convince people that they are victims. A resistance to the resistance. And now your hosts, Joe Altman and Max McGuire. Can't hear you, Max. You muted yourself. I muted myself. Welcome back to another edition of Conservative Daily Podcast. I had to cough during the intro. didn't want it to come across. Welcome back, Conservative Daily Podcast. Happy Wednesday. It's hump day. And uh, it's also a day we're going to talk about what's going on in Columbus, Ohio. We'll, we'll talk about the Derek Chauvin conviction. Um, but, Joe, I know you know this. I'm pretty pissed off today. Um, I was pretty pissed off yesterday. Because when we got off the air, my phone starts blowing up with push notifications. And I'm like, oh, wow, did it? Did it? Uh, did the convictions come in? No, there was another shooting in Ohio. And the media saying, oh, minutes before the headlines all read, minutes before Chauvin, uh, Chauvin conviction read, another girl, another kid shot by police. And I'm thinking, oh, damn, here, here we go again. But it didn't take long. For the whole narrative to blow up. And we posted, well, I posted yesterday on our page, a very simple post, factually accurate, truthful, that Makia, I want to make sure I pronounce that name right, Makia, the girl who was shot, which, listen, anytime someone's shot, it's a tragedy. But the lies that were being told about this shooting in Ohio is it's disgusting because there are people who are trying to gin up anger just like they did for George Floyd. And they're trying to convict this cop in the court of public opinion. Yes, but, but there's more, there's more to it than that. Right. I mean, here's the danger. And by the way, she was the one that actually it's come out that she is the one that actually called the police. Um, and she was also in foster care and now you have her family coming out because they think it's a big payday. I mean, it, it is yeah. it it is sick to see, it is sick to see what we're seeing. But the the same thing can be said for this: is that the police officer was in a no win situation, there to protect people, don't have all the information, uh, things were enraged, um, and found her found herself in a in a position where they they frankly, I don't know if there have been another way to actually de-escalate there that isn't. situation. I just don't. There wasn't. We're going to play the video, which viewer discretion advised. We're going to play the video. It shows a shooting. We're going to play it as the police department released it, which is blurring people's faces, blurring the body of the assailant um, after she's been shot. We're going to play it. I don't know. I don't know if I call this a no-win scenario because any time that a police officer can prevent someone from being stabbed and gutted like a fish, I consider that to be a win. And yeah, they're coming out and say, oh, well, she's the one who called the police. Well, yeah, I've called the police a lot of times too. And you'll never find me out in the driveway when the police are showing up trying to gut someone like a fish, right? I, I don't care that she was in foster care. I don't care that she's the one who called the police. She was in the process of stabbing someone mid-stab. She had wound up and she was in the process of stabbing someone. And Did like, she oh, already well, stab somebody should've... else? I didn't hear that. Did I don't you? know. I don't know. I did, we didn't hear any of that, any of that news. So there wasn't anything that I, di I didn't so get any of the information on that specifically. Let's play the video, which thank God the town, the city was able to release this video. Albeit they released it in a very strange format. I found the most high definition version I could. Let's play the video and then we'll talk about it on the other side of the clip. Go ahead, Mr. Producer. Viewer discretion advised. Play cut one. So here you can see, oh, she just got domed. Very hard to tell what's going on. But the police officer shows up, sees a girl getting kicked in the head, and then sees another girl trying to stab someone in the gut. It's forced to deploy deadly force. 
had no choice. So let's go ahead and, and, and he didn't cut it know there. that she was a kid. He didn't know she was a kid. He didn't show up to that deal thinking she was a kid. And this is the yeah. this is the say this is like the Salem witch trial, right? Yeah. This is this is the same as burning people at the stake. And and but but again, I'm going to go back to something that I'm going to say. It's not going to be very popular, but you're going to hear it anyway. And that is, we have we have a we have a tense environment in our society when it comes to police, law enforcement, nope. and pressure. We do. She didn't even know police were there. She didn't even know police were there. Her back was turned to the officer. She was trying to stab this girl. She had no idea the cop was there. She didn't. St she wasn't attacking the cop. She was attacking a bystander. So I don't buy. I, I I get it that there's it's a tense okay. environment in other situations. Don't don't interrupt me. Don't officer, interrupt me. Don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me. Let me speak. Let me speak. Okay. Because what I said had nothing to do with that situation. What I said had to do with the situation that people face every day. There is a tension out there, and that tension has been pushed toward. It was easy to create a narrative, propaganda out there to say police are racist and they're doing it. It's easy. It's an easy target. When speeding tickets are now $250, they have devices that they can actually pull people over with that literally allow them to figure out whether or not your registration on your plates is, is wrong or excuse me, expired where, where you have red light cameras and every which way that they can make money on you. And that's what it feels like to the public. It feels like that to the public, to people that make 150 grand a year, a million a year. It feels that way. I had a conversation last night. Again, we started talking about this very thing. And, and, and the thing came back is, Joe, you know, I do back the blue, but why do they have so many ways that they can make money on us? That came up just out of the blue. We have a tense environment in our society because the government has gotten fat. And in most of those environments, the back the blue in conservative areas, they don't have it. Rural areas, they don't have it. They don't have cameras on it to pull people over for no reason. They just don't. Democrat-controlled environments. Okay. It, but the All point is... true, but this is a 15-year-old stabbing someone. Like, right. I, I get that. I get that from the public's perspective. But if a 15-year-old is trying to gut someone like, like a hog that they just killed, right? They're trying to gut a game kill. I, I don't think that she's even thinking about anything. I think that that's just... She's just trying to kill someone. Right? And... and Putting all that aside, protect and serve, this is definitionally protect and serve. A police 100%. officer is called to the scene and he sees someone trying to stab someone else. He has to take the shot, right? He has to. And the comment section on DLive was blowing up just now talking about the dog, which you might not have been able to see it, but go ahead and put up image number two. In my mind, having watched this a million times, this is the only victim I see in this whole scenario. The dog, the dog's just sitting there and, and he almost just died. I feel bad. The only person in this scenario I feel bad for are the police officer who was put in that position and the poor dog, Chihuahua, whatever, who just had gunshots whizzing past him and having no idea what's going on. Those are the only victims I see here. And yeah, it's tragic. Anytime someone loses their life, I get that. But when she has a, when she has a butcher knife, when she has a chef's knife in her hand, trying to stab someone, it, you're not a victim. She's not a victim. And, and did we all see the guy doming the other girl? We're going to play a, a, a cut of this, a, a brief bit of it. The first thing the cop saw after walking out of the car was a grown man pushing over an adolescent and kicking her in the head like he was trying to kick a 60-yard field goal. That happened. You might have missed it looking at the, the stabbing. But let's go ahead and play cut two. Yep, right there. Kicked her right in the head. Do you want to know? We can cut it there. Do you want to know what that guy said after the police officer used deadly force against just the, a kid. the knife wielding girl? She's just a She's kid. She's just a kid. Right. Just minutes, seconds earlier, he was curb stomping a kid. And here he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She was just a kid. He just tried to kill a kid. What's going on here? What's going on here? None of this is real. None of this is factual. Like, he was actually trying to murder a kid. And no, the minute he, he saw he a police officer. He wasn't officer, trying to murder a kid. He was abusing a kid. I mean, let's call it what it is. No hyperbole. You can't hit someone in the head that hard. You can't hit, kick someone <laughs> in the head that hard and not be attempted murder. Joe, he was, he was going for a 60-yard field goal there. 
All right. Well, if you want to be Alex Jones, I'm out. This is not, listen, this is not about, you want to talk about the situation. I want to talk about the problem, not the symptoms of the problem. This whole thing is tragic. The whole thing is tragic. Do I think she's innocent? No, I don't. I don't. But I'm talking about this push one for the, for the, for the media. It's if it leads, if it bleeds, it leads. They should be, they should be more responsible with it, but they're not. They're they propagandists. The, the only thing that they're designed to do, the only thing the media is designed to do is rile up and divide. That's it. But the government does n- themselves no good by pointing over there and saying, oh, it's the police's fault when the politicians and everyone down line are always like, can I take a little bit more out of that guy? Can I take a little bit more out of that guy? We have developed a society that bleeds the American people and treats them like slaves. And if that's not true, then why does high 80s, low 90s of of people that are married, actually both of them have to go to work in order to make a living for their household so they can actually eat. Why? Why do both have to go to work? To live the American dream. Because our government takes too much and they push and push and push and then somebody comes up with a narrative and people walking around with stab wounds in them. They're painful stab wounds. Can't spend time with their kids. You have a high divorce rate. You know why you have a high divorce rate? Because everyone's independent right now because we've stripped our society of everything and government has become God. We have to worship it and give it whatever it wants. I want to talk about the problem. And in this case, you know, she got shot and, and the truth came out later. I get it. But at the same time, we're giving the government a free pass every time. And I'm not saying the government is bad. I'm not saying government is bad. I'm not anti-government. But shrink that son of a bitch. And stop them from taking from people over and over again. I can afford it. I can pull it over for a ticket. It's 250 bucks. Here you go. Here you go. Here's $250. I can afford it. How many people can't? I, I, under, I, I understand The, the what whole you're system is rigged. But I, Joe, after this, yesterday, I am done even in entertaining police guilt immediately after a shooting comes to light. I'm done. This is, this is boy who cried wolf to the nth degree. Yeah, but you're missing my point. You're right. We're talking about the police are not bad. Yeah. You want to talk about the shooting because we can sit here and stand on one side, have them stand on the other and division you have. Congratulations. You got exactly what they want to give you, right? They want us to sit here and divide and not talk about what's really happening. I want to talk about what's really happening. We, we know what happened. We're going to spend an hour talking about the fact she had a knife. She had a knife. She got shot. She was going to stab that person. She got shot. It was a justified shooting. Next. But what we should be talking about is the fact that the media is creating some false story. Yeah, That's what we're talking. That's what the rest of the hour is. But we have to get past the fact that, listen, I, I get what you're saying. But Joe, if you come up to me and say, they just killed someone. The cops just killed someone. I'm sorry. I am no longer even going to entertain the idea that the cop was wrong. Until I see the body camera footage, until you show me body camera footage, I will not even entertain the cop is wrong because we have been lied to by every single media outlet on shooting after shooting after shooting. We were going to put up a a tweet from Congresswoman Beatty, Representative Beatty. She just deleted it where she was calling what we just saw the murder of a child. Like, I'm done. I'm sorry. If a police officer kills someone, it can be tragic. But until you show me evidence, I am not going to presume that the police officer was wrong. I'm just not. And, and I'm sorry. This is what Black Lives Matter did to me. In the past, I would entertain. I'd say, wow, that sounds horrible. But so many things that sound horrible, the way the media twists it, the way the social media uh, personalities twist it, it sounds horrible. And then you see it and you're like, well, what, what are you even talking about? We're going to see in a second some tweets that were put out from verified posters who claim that she was unarmed. Like, what are they even talking about? I got suspended from Facebook for this. Let's go ahead and put it up. Let's put it up. Image number three. This is what I was suspended for for today. And, and listen, I censored it out. So I cannot be accused of on this podcast advocating violence. That looks like she's holding a little, little black square, black rectangle. This is what I said. Say it with me. You're, she you're had a racist. Knife. Why did it have to be a black square? I was suspended for advocating violence <laughs> because they don't want the narrative that she was armed to get out there. My, my they don't problem, out there. My problem is really simple, right? And, and, I, and guys, listen, somebody just said, hey, Joe, take a deep breath. You're both right. We're both right. You're right. We're both right. But my point is, is we spend so much time looking, looking at a specific situation and never talking about the problem. We always talk about the symptom. 
And if we get to the problem, the problem is really simple. There is a pressure in our society right now that affects every side. The caste system is not the haves and the have nots. We, the have nots are all of society. People that have money are now being punished for being successful. They're being told that you're, you're bad, that equity, equity, equity. People that don't have money have to go through the same thing that people that have money. We're treated the same. The, the amount of persecution you can have based on them just targeting you with the government is unbelievable. They, 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 they punish people with impunity. But what they needed to do, because people are waking up to it. And by the way, years ago, a couple of years ago, somebody came out and said, why is the government always raising taxes? They make the same amount of money we do. They can't ever catch up to us. Why can't they balance their checkbook? Why can't they not have a government credit card that runs up debt? Why can't they actually say, we don't need this and cut fat like we have to cut in our lives and why businesses have to cut in their businesses? Why is there no accountability? Why do they get to do whatever they want? Why do they have government immunity? And instead, we, we go after the police because the police, the police are the tool. The police are the weapon against the American people. They're the weapon. There is no protect and serve. And the police officers become a pawn in this game. And again, I support the police 150,000%. But I don't have to deal with the police in the Democrat-controlled environments. Or it would drive me crazy, no matter what I actually made. Because watching other people hurt or burn, to me, is very difficult to do. And since I grew up poor, and I was treated differently when I was poor in those environments, I think I, think I have the ability to talk about it. I think I can... I can adequately describe what is really going on and the frustration that exists in communities that are most at risk. But here's the problem. The good cops are leaving. The good cops are done. Right. right? If you and can be what called do you to a scene, if you can be called to a scene where you're seeing someone about to mid-stab, she had wound up with a, what looked like a chef's knife, a big knife, and is about to stab someone and you shoot her and all of a sudden the mob is out there calling for your head. What good cop wants to operate in that environment? No good cop. No good cop at all, right? No good cop at all. There is this presumption in our country that when a cop deploys deadly force against an African-American man or African-American woman or any African-American, that they are committing genocide. That is a narrative that is spreading in our country, that there is a coordinated effort by police to destroy the African-American race one by one by one. It is a lie. It is bullshit, Joe. It is a lie. I, I don't I don't I don't disagree. It's a lie. We sit on this show and we talk about it being a lie. But let's talk about the problem. Let's talk about what's really facing our communities, our society. I don't want to talk about red light cameras when when there's literally they're, they're trying to lynch this guy. I mean, this the, 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 you wonder why is this happening every day? This has always happened. But the media is is grabbing onto it and trying to spin up a narrative. Right. This girl died because she tried to stab someone. It's just a fact. And, and we're being told here that she was unarmed. That's the narrative that's making the rounds online. Go ahead to uh, image six, Mr. Producer. This is a tweet that went out yesterday. Image six from Ben Crump. He's an attorney. As we breathed a collective sigh of relief today, a community in Columbus felt the sting of another police shooting. As Columbus police, police killed an unarmed 15-year-old black girl named Micaiah Bryant. Another child lost another hashtag, hashtag justice for Micaiah Bryant. You want to know what happened when the New York Times took that and ran with that quote? Go to image seven. This is them quoting it. Notice how they left out the bit where he claimed she was unarmed. So, so they're actually letting him have, have, a, have a, uh, a mouthpiece, right? Letting him have a megaphone. So, but they're so leaving me, out the part they just lied. Let me ask you a question. Let me, let me, let me ask a collective question. Right. You're you're right about all of the lies. But if if we're going to if we're going to silo it and just talk about the lies and lynching him and just say how unfair it is and everything else. And we don't talk about the problem. And you're like, I don't want to talk about red light cameras. I don't want to talk about red light cameras either. I don't actually think that's the biggest problem. I think the problem is that the, the squares on the net to catch people for break from breaking the law is so tight now that people feel oppressed. And people that are in poor communities feel oppressed. And Max, you don't have conversations with people in impoverished communities. I do. I have those conversations. Oh yeah, shake your head as if you know everything. I just you don't, don't buy it. You don't. I, I don't buy it, Joe. I don't buy it. Of course I, you I mean, don't. I'm sure that people tell you that. You don't. But like, I, I'm sorry. We can have the larger conversation. <laughs> but all I'm thinking of is this video of yeah. this 15, 16 year old trying yeah. to kill someone. 
And I'm sorry, there's no amount of feeling oppressed, feeling this. Joe, let's just call a spade a spade. The reason that African-Americans make up a larger percentage of the prison population is, unfortunately, in this country, African-Americans commit a larger percentage of violent crimes. Yes, there are people who are incarcerated for wrong reasons. Yes, there are innocent people locked up they shouldn't be. But by and large, the vast majority of people who are in prison in this country actually do commit a crime. And, and, and I'm done with the narrative. I'm not saying I'm done with you, but I'm just the overall narrative that, oh, it's systemic. Oh, they're, they're a product of their environment. Oh, oh, we should feel bad for them. This girl, she's a girl. She just tried to kill someone. That's real. This is happening all across the country. And says, it has nothing to says, do with the Says the white guy that never, ever, 100% grew up in a place that was so impoverished that you had to worry about where your next meal is going to come from. Says that guy. So you want you drop your hubris and for a minute, think about it from a perspective of everything that you said, like I said, is right related to this. But when you have conversations, their perception in that environment becomes reality. They can be manipulated very easily into saying that the police are the problem. It's not the police are the problem. If we actually go one step further and the police are the weapon and they're put in an impossible situation and we could talk about Derek for a minute. It was police. The, the police had a process that said that you knee on somebody's back, kneel on somebody's back. That was a part of their protocol. He didn't break a law. He did exactly what they told him to do. But he became the pawn. He became the victim. He became the victim in that entire situation because he was used. He was played. He became the, the symbol of something that doesn't exist because the problem is greater than the police. Anybody that works for a company knows that the culture and the ethos of that company is dictated by leadership. And we have a leadership problem across our country in Democrat-controlled environments. And the reason why we have problems in, the, in, in these impoverished communities and the reason why the majority of the population of, of prisons is black people, let's call it what it is, black people, is because a majority of the black population in impoverished communities doesn't have another option. There's no hope. Nah, I, I, okay. I don't buy it. I don't All buy right. it. And, and I'm allowed to not buy it without you feeling like you're personally offended. I don't buy it. Put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This, this <sighs> shooting yesterday happened in the suburbs. This wasn't an urban environment. This wasn't the ghetto. This wasn't the it hood. It was the ghetto, actually. No, put up my screen. Josh, put up my screen. It's not ready. I don't see it. It's not working? This is where the shooting took place. Those are suburban houses. They have front lawns. They have sidewalks. They have relatively new cars. Th this wasn't the hood, Joe. This wasn't a project. I, I just, I don't buy it. This 15-year-old tried to kill someone. She wasn't killing them because she wanted to know where her next meal came from. All we right. talked about on the show last week, Lil Homicide. We can talk about police interactions. Lil Homicide was holding a gun before the police officers ever got there. Right. There is an element here. I, I don't. Buy you want to make me out to be the bad guy other. and you want to tell me I'm that not, I don't agree with guy. you when I just actually told you I agree with you. And then I also gave you the, the causation. I gave you looking downstream is what's happening. And you want to find every way every single day to tell me that what I'm doing is wrong. And what I'm saying no, I just, is wrong. I don't agree. But it's not. I don't agree. OK. All right. I just don't agree. You're smarter than I am. You're way smarter than I am. You got it. More experience, dude. I, I just I'm, I'm I look at these instances. And, and I don't see, I don't see oppression. I don't see products of their environment. I see bad people. I don't want to hear, like we have clips, we can play them of, of her aunt saying that she was a gentle soul and she had a peaceful, a peaceful personality. Her mother saying she had a motherly instincts. I don't want to hear any of that, right? This girl just tried to murder someone and it isn't the patriarchy. It isn't white supremacy. It isn't any of the other things that the left loves to blame. Whenever someone in, in their camp commits a crime, she just tried to murder someone. She did, right? At some point, we have to just call it what it is. Like she tried to murder someone. When, when someone in, in the hood tries to rob someone, they just tried to rob someone, right? If we, if we want to talk about foundationally, it is a lack of respect for the other side's humanity. Like if, you are, if you're pushing someone up against a car and you're trying to shove a chef's knife into their, into their abdomen, I don't care why you think you do it. At the foundation of it, they don't respect the humanity of the other person across from them. 
They just don't. You're doing and, the same and, thing and the media the, did. We, we don't even know the story. We don't actually know why she had a knife in her hand. It's tragic, right? She tried to stab someone. She got shot. It's a justified shooting. End stop. That, that's the end, that's the end of that conversation. Have you ever tried to stab someone like that? Have well, I no, ever tried I, to stab I, I'm someone? trying to figure out because it, it's not the end of the conversation because justice for uh, uh, Makia Bryant I, I, is I a trending I wouldn't use a hashtag. chef's knife, but I might use one of these. <laughs> but if you call, like we understand this. You call police. <laughs> There is a likelihood if you draw a weapon, the police could misinterpret that you are the threat. That's a real threat. Yeah. They, they, they teach you that whenever you go through concealed carry classes. They teach you. We're, we're being told she called the cops and then knowing the cops were coming, she ran out in the driveway and tried to murder someone. Like, I, I, I yeah, we, we can say it's done, but it's not done because they're protesting in Columbus, Ohio. You want to see what the ACLU put out? This is how you know I saw that the whole thing is bogus. Put up image eight. This is the ACLU of Ohio. The systems that allowed George Floyd to be murdered remain fully intact. Moments after we celebrated a win for police accountability in Minneapolis, news broke that Columbus police murdered a 15-year-old black girl. Her name was Makia Bryant. Say her name, Black Lives Matter. Makia Bryant should still be alive today. Might be an unpopular opinion. Makia Bryant should not be alive today. Because well, if she was still alive today, whoever was she was pushing against the car well, would no, be hold dead. On, hold on, hold on. Let, let's just say this very quickly. She should be alive today. Had not all the circumstances happened that did happen. Had, had had all the circumstances not happened the way that they happened, she'd still be alive today, right? That she would. And yeah, she should be alive today. But but there there, you can't sit here and say she shouldn't be alive. Hopefully, she, she would have survived the shooting. Okay, maybe. Well, wait, 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 wait. she I mean, should have at not. the very least have been shot. I mean, okay. the guy so, shot. So that's a, that's that's a better way to put it. But saying that she shouldn't be alive today, she should be alive today. We, we would we would hope that she would make it through it, right? Now you get shot four times. I don't care who you are. Chances of you living are pretty pretty small, right? Pants yeah. uh, but but the point is, is that we never. I don't wish death small. on anyone. I don't wish death on anyone, and and I don't I don't wish that she would that I am I am not happy that she is dead, right? To me, it it, it breaks shoot, it breaks my heart. It, it breaks my heart. You shoot to neutralize the threat. You shoot to neutralize the threat. And yeah, you hope that maybe she doesn't die, but she was neutralized. The police officer did everything by the book. If she is alive, if she was not shot, let me rephrase. If she was not shot, whoever she was pushing up, whoever that girl in pink was, would be dead. Would be dead. She was mid-stab. We can show, we can show the still frame again. Go ahead, put up image number one. Image number one. If, if the girl in black, Makia, was still alive and, and not shot, the girl in pink would be dead. She'd be gone. And when I hear justice for Makia Bryant, I, I don't understand how people don't recognize that she was trying to murder someone. And, and if a police officer, if it's unreasonable for a police officer to respond to an attempted murder with deadly force, then I don't want to live in this country anymore. And yes, I want this guy prosecuted without a doubt. Put up image four. This is the guy who also, in my opinion, committed attempted murder. He kicked this kid in the head as hard as he could. It's on video. How is he not behind bars? That's an open and shut case. She was on the ground and he kicked her. That's attempted murder. That's deadly force. We live in a world where, where you can just, you can have a, a tree branch fall on your head and kill you. And this guy wound up his leg and kicked for the field goal, kicked for the uprights. We are being fed a whole bunch of lies. Uh, okay. We are. Because the left are liars. Hashtag left liars. They're also pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. They are everything that they say that they represent or that they're against. Everything. They are, they are, they are that thing. They are that thing. Anytime you can have p people in positions of power and authority that do nothing to help the American people, they are trash. They are exactly what they say that they are fighting against. There's no argument from me. I just don't know if I can spend all of this time talking about this the way it is and not actually talk about who's responsible. We, we, I mean, look, most politicians are trash. Most politicians, the left Republicans, they have infested everything on the, on the conservative side. They have no spine. They have no courage at all. They have no constitution to protect the American people. And on the left, it's even worse because they want to make people pawns. 
They want to make people slaves, sharecroppers. This is not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with anything that you said. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Should she have been shot? Yes. But at the end of the day, her being shot and the police officer and, and what they're doing, then, then you know what? Stomp out the, the violent protests in Ohio. Stomp them out. Go in, arrest every one of the protesters, and do the right thing and hold them accountable for being asshats. Do that. But they don't because they're weak and they like it. They like the fact that they can get people riled up on something that's not true. They like what it does. They like the drama. They like the evil. So we got to spend time attacking them for who they are. These politicians are responsible. These leadership, they're responsible. They put the police in just an impossible situation. And the media is responsible. Start with the massive lawsuits against the media for fraud against the American people, for being a, a tool of some sort of CIA psyops deal. I don't know. Now I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but that's what's happening. The left are trapped. We, we just talk talk about what they are. They pass laws every Please. day to impede upon people's ability to live, to thrive. It's, it's, it's no wonder that we're not frustrated and pissed off. And that doesn't excuse what happened. But man, I tell you what, the government should pay. They should pay for what they've done to the American people. That doesn't mean that I'm advocating for any violence against them, but we should shrink it. We should come together on the left and the right. The, the, the reasonable left, like just slight of left. All the radicals need to go away on both sides. There's, a, there's actually a theory that the left, the radical left and the radical light meet. That's why you can't tell them apart because they work together. I, I, I tell you, if we don't get to that place where we actually say, look, this is the problem, and we talk honestly about that, there is no accountability. But the lack of accountability starts inside of our government. They get away with everything. And the police take the brunt of it because, heaven forbid, heaven forbid we actually find out who did it. We actually find out what is actually causing, what is the root of everything happening in our society. And it all chases back to an organization that, frankly, has never done good for the American people until the people rise up. So two things. You said trash. You, you corrected yourself the second time, but the first time it did slip out. So today's synonym of the day. Go ahead to my screen, Mr. Producer. Synonym is reject. We're going down to the second definition here. Something separated from a group or lot for not being as good as the others. Use the sentence that Apple has a mushy spot on it, so it's a reject. Hashtag the left are rejects. Yeah. Or just reject the left. Um, reject the left. Secondly, I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. the, what I disagree with you is that in, in these environments where you have African-Americans committing crimes, getting shot by police, and then they're, they're being pushed they're, forward they're as black. martyrs. Not, mo most people that are black don't like to be called African-American because they're not from Africa. I mean, you have people that say, I'm okay. African-American, but I'm just telling you. Okay. But, okay. Black. People of color, what can Brown do for you? I, whatever we want to call them. We can call it whatever. Black. Um, when they're committing a crime and they get shot by police and then they are put forward as a martyr, they are not committing the crime because they they feel oppressed by the government. Right. If anything, they are receiving a disproportionate amount of benefits from the very big government you want to abolish or, or at least shrink. See, significantly I, can't, shrink, I can't even have a right? conversation with you. You want to go straight to that. I want to abolish it. That I want to, I want, the them, to be, I want them to be accountable. I want them to be accountable. I want, I, I want the government to be accountable. I want the government to stop taking every dollar we have yeah. and finding ways to take more from us. And then by the way, on top of that, take more from us and then say, let's raise minimum wage to give you more money so I can take more from you. It's a thirst. You cannot, it's, it's a thirst. You cannot quench. It's a thirst. You cannot quench. And they're using people as pawns. They're using the police to divide the people. And it's race against race. It's it's religion against religion. I mean, it literally are they are creating an apocalyptic environment that you cannot win in. And the media is the tool of the government, not the other way around. The government See, we uses absolutely the media. Want to abolish, we want to abolish big government, which is what I said. What does big that mean? government as an entity is evil. A government that is so big that it controls every aspect of your life. Big government needs to go, Right. Like the government as it is as it is created now is too big, right? So you might you have, we have to abolish big government, 
And, and there's very few conservatives who would disagree with me on that. Right. Big government, as it exists, as the left wants it to be, must be abolished. We need to return to a federal system where there's a government that is barely big enough to protect the country and protect individual rights. And then the states get to do what they need to do. Right. Big government must be destroyed. Must be. It must be sent to the ash heap of history where it belongs. Right. The challenge I have is that when we talk about government overtaxing us, overtaxing, let's just say overtaxing the middle class. They are doing that in large part to bestow benefits upon lower class, predominantly Democrat voting blocks. So we live in a system where we pay more for health insurance so that people in the inner cities and other elsewhere, right? Not every poor person lives in the inner city, but so that a different uh, economic class will get free health care. So the the problem is we're going at this and we're looking at a problem in a way that the perpetrators we're talking about, and I'm not trying to stereotype an entire race of people, I'm talking about individual perpetrators who we've talked about on the show over the past couple of weeks. They don't see it that way, right? They don't, they don't see it that way at all. Like if you came to them and, and said, hey, we're going to get rid of this welfare program, they, they'd be pissed. So like we can have the big government conversation, but in terms of what the what these kind of shootings we're talking about, whether or not the government is is overbearing, bears very little on whether a 13 year old or 14 year old or 15 year old is trying to just murder someone in the street. I mean, we talked about that guy, Lil Homicide. He got that was his name. It was a nickname. Now maybe it was a joke. I don't know, but he was out at night holding a gun. I don't I don't I don't see how big government does that. And, 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 and we can disagree and, and maybe we're talking past each other, but if, if we're going to shrink government, notice, just understand that shrinking government isn't going to stop this. If anything, it probably would make it worse. It probably would make it worse because every time that just an example, police have been disarmed, that police have had their hands tied behind their backs. Crime has skyrocketed. Just look at what happened in Minneapolis in Minnesota last year. Guys, they, dis, they, Ma- they defunded Max. the police. And murders went way up. That's not because of the government. That's because they perceive the absence of government. I, I mean, look, it, 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 I, I'm going to sit here and have a conversation with you, and you're going to tell me what you know. And I'm going to tell you what I actually experience being in it and what I experience when I get in it to help people in those environments, right? So again, I, let, me, let me just clarify it since you've, you've put words in my mouth or, or said that I think something that I don't think, which is causing people to think, oh, well, maybe Joe's for that coming into the conversation. Maybe he's for this. I've given more, done more. I, I don't just talk about it. I am about it. I get involved in what happens with the police. I actually work with, have conversations, have lunches, talk to people that work in, in, in places where they do advocacy in the impoverished community, which by the way, there's white people there too at the same proportional level. So I see why there's angst, right? And those things are like dominoes. They just fall over on each other until it finally hits the place where the dominoes get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it's like a boulder landing on people's chests. And you can sit here and tell me that it's it, there's no causation back to the government being swollen and the government actually having ultimate power. But then why were the police the, the, the enemy? And by the way, when I was a kid, I literally remember being out too late, getting picked up by the police. And they like, oh, you can take a beating or you can go to jail. Your pick. I was like, I'll take a beating. I don't really want to go to jail. <laughs> I was 14 years old. I was 14 years old, out past when I should have been. And, you know, police are just roughing you up a little bit. I mean, we, this is something we, we learned growing up. It wasn't because it wasn't because we experienced something different and we saw it on TV. We were experiencing it and you'll never know that experience unless you're in it. And I'm not justifying what happened or the animalistic mentality of trying to try and stab someone. I can't in my mind think of myself being enraged so much that I would stab another human being. I don't feel I'd I'd have that. Now, in defense, would I use a weapon to protect myself? Yes. But would I go after someone with a knife, with a rage that I want to kill them? No, I wouldn't. But in the environment that's been created, everyone becomes, everyone becomes, it, 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 it is apocalyptic in those environments. And if it wasn't, 
And I want to talk about apocalyptic, meaning everyone is trying to do everything to everyone else. And the people that don't want to be involved in the violence that exists or that 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 swirl of evil, just try to keep their head down and run from school to home, home to school. Get in the car. Hope they don't shoot at you. Hope that you're not an innocent bystander. That's what happens in Chicago. It's what happened in, in, in parts of D.C., Anacostia. That's what happens in Prince George's County, Maryland. That's what happens in all sorts of areas around our nation. There are just people that just try to keep their head down and hope not to be a victim while all this other stuff swirls around. But what, what causes people to, to fall into that, I, I don't see how you can't trace it back to programs that keep people hungry, keep people barely having enough. These subsistence programs, the lack of accountability, I don't see how you don't trace it back to that. And maybe I'm wrong, but I just, I, I see things from a lens of, of the haves and the have-nots because I've been in both places. And maybe that's wrong. Yeah. And, and and maybe that's true in other situations. In this case, Makia, anyone in the comment section can correct me if I'm wrong. She's a foster child. Yeah. So she is the ultimate recipient of government aid. She has a home because the government has stepped in and and paid someone <laughs> to to serve as foster parents. So she is, right? I mean, that, right. that's a government program. So, so it's a government I wanna, program. I want to talk so, about the foster program for one second. Just stop right there. I'm going to stop you for a minute. I'm going to tell you this. So we actually went out to adopt a child, right? And we went to inner city Denver. And this is the craziest story ever. Did our home study, went through it. So the woman that comes in, that's a case manager. At the time, there was just under 500 kids that were in the, in the foster care program, right? Of which nearly 60% of those kids were under the age of eight. <laughs> that was a crazy number, right? And of those kids, nearly 50% had shaking baby syndrome or some other sort of major trauma, right? Now, I didn't put down color. I didn't put down any, any I didn't put down race. I didn't put down you know, background. I put nothing down. The woman shows up at my house and shows me a book. It's like going to the, it's like, I don't yeah. know. It's a book. It's a book of kids, right? And I'm going through the book and, and this is why I know that there's a, there's an ethos, a culture of how do I take, how do I, how, how do I put uh, people of color at a disadvantage in, in the Democrat controlled environment? Like I went there, it's part of the health and human services. I sat down, walked through this deal. Just take a wild guess of what was in the book. Book. Pictures, but of what? Kids. Of what kind of kids? Black and brown kids. No. White no black kids. kids only Asian white kids. kids. Only white kids. I looked at a book of only white kids. That And I said something. I go, is this all the kids? And she's like, yeah. And I go, really? And she goes, yeah. And I go, well, let me tell you what it says on the website. It says there's, there's just under 500 kids, right? When I walked through the program. And, let me, and by the way, it says that, that 71% are minority. And she's like, oh, yeah, but we try to place people with their own kind. <laughs> well, she's a racist. She's a racist. I, I didn't even tell you what color the lady was that came to my house. I mean, keep in mind that so she's a racist. You, you have to look at it and go. And, and at that moment, it became it became abundantly clear. And again, in the middle of a Democrat controlled environment that is. Denver. I mean, it's a hundred percent. There's not a concern. There's probably less than 10% that are conservative inside that little bubble, right? As far as employees of the government, but inside that deal. And the woman that came to saw me was not white. How about that? We try to place people with their own kind. She's racist. She's racist. But the ethos of it is let's not give these kids. Let's not give these kids that are of color. Let's not give them an opportunity. Let's not give them an opportunity to have a loving family with a mom and dad that will take care of them 100%. Let's not give them an opportunity. Think about that. There's a reason why there's so many kids that really do need a home. The system by itself is designed to slow down progress in minority communities. And you can say it doesn't, but it's not what well, I, it's not you, what I you, see. You've experienced, you've experienced the Denver, Colorado system, which to be fair, we don't know if other systems around the country are only placing black kids with black parents or vice versa, right? And, and yeah, no, what, what you just ex explained is racism. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that employee 
whether she was doing it on her own or doing it at the instructions of higher up, that was very a very, very racist thing to say, a very, very racist thing to do. Just there's really nothing else to say about it. It's just that that's terrible. That's you terrible. You can't explain it away. You can't explain it away. You can't you can't explain those things away and look at the system as it is. I, again, I don't think that I, I think that the the Derek uh, Chauvin deal. I, I think that they actually convicted him of all three for one reason and one reason only, and that is, hey, don't come after us. They were in fear for their life when CBS News came out and said, hey, one of the jurors is actually in the same neighborhood as the when they did that. It was to intimidate that juror. When when Maxine Waters showed up, it was to intimidate the jurors when they left that that pig's head at one of the people that testified uh, old home. It was to intimidate that witness. Yeah, I don't know of many people that would have the that have the absolute. I don't know of many people that have the courage to stand up for what's right in an environment where you feel you're going to be lynched because that's what they're doing. They're lynching people and they're letting it happen. And while this is all happening, by the way, while this is all happening, bye. Be done. Huh? Oh, someone that's not even a, yeah. yeah so I'll, I'll here, take care here's, of it for you. I'll just block here, you. Here's the, yeah, I, I can't do anything on Facebook. Um, here, here's the problem I have. Put up image 12. Uh, image 12, I see people, and this is just one example. She's not blue checkmark, so we've blacked out her name. Yeah. This is just a Twitter user taking what you're saying and applying it to this case. Her name was Makia Bryant. She was 15 years old and called the police for help. They killed her. They killed a child who needed protection. Don't ever talk to me about reform. This system was designed to criminalize, brutalize, and kill us. A single conviction doesn't change that. Makia right. Bryant was shot and killed because she was trying to murder another human being. And there are people, not you, there are other people who are taking the same kind of stuff you're saying, like, oh, well, the system's unjust, right? It, 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 I didn't justify You can't this. imagine what... You I can't, I know, different. but they're... they're there's taking that that same concept like, oh, well, we we go up against brutality all the day, police brutality, all this. And they're applying it to this because they're trying to push their own political agenda. Put up image 10. Here's another one. Image 10. What scares me about Makia Bryant is that I, too, am a black teenage girl. Her calling the police for help. That's how my parents have taught me to handle situations. How are we supposed to feel safe in our communities when calling out for help gets a shot and killed? Say her name. She wasn't killed because she got called for help. She was killed because when help arrived, she was trying to murder someone. And Joe, I, I, I do think that it's important to mention that while it's absolutely true that inner city, black, brown communities are fearful of the police, it is important to mention that Makia did call the cops. Right. Right. So as, as untrustworthy as police could, may seem, she still called the cops. The cops were there because she asked them to come. Right before right. she then tried to commit a felony. Um, so I, I think that's important to mention because as as legitimate as people's uh, opinions of police, mis distrust for police are, right? Because there are legitimate reasons to not trust police officers. It seems like Makia trusted police because when she needed help, she called them. She just didn't wait for them to arrive and she tried to murder them in the meantime. Murder so, someone in the meantime. So here's something that you should know. The, the reason why I took a turn for the good when I was younger was because of a police officer. True story. That's good. It, it was a guy that was worth the rapid deployment unit. He became my brother. I mean, he was he was a, a a massive influence in my life when I was when I was young, right? And I remember going on a ride along with him at I think I was nineteen or eighteen, and I was in the car, and the things that he had to endure, and the things that he went through, and the things that he saw, would would jade any man, I think. And he just kept telling me, he's like, look, you just have to look at this as these people are hurting. You got to look at this as you just want to help them. But there were several times in one night that he stepped out of the car and in one motion had to pull his gun. One motion, stepping out of the car in some of the worst neighborhoods in DC. And on that ride along at three o'clock in the morning, because he worked on the RD, rapid deployment unit, so the unit in DC that actually goes into yeah. you know, bad situations, but he's part of that unit, but he, he did the streets, you know, street, when he was on the street, he was a beat cop, right? But at three o'clock in the morning, come up on a car 
and there's a guy sitting in his car who had been shot through the in the car and he died he just they pulled him out of the car and he died and he was still breathing right and the, the things that i saw growing up were just i mean i've seen a lot I've, se- I've seen a lot over in the middle east and africa i've seen a lot there too i've seen kids die of the common cold but seeing this is the thing that changed my perception on police officers like having this this experience with him changed my perception it was like oh, okay maybe maybe it was just a bad experience but most people don't have the benefit of that they don't have the benefit because they, they don't get put in a situation where they can see it from both perspectives right i have a great relationship with our sheriff where i live i have a great relationship with the police chief i go well, walk I, in I don't the coffee live there shop. anymore i don't i don't live there anymore so i can safely say that your sheriff is trash your sheriff is trash he, he is he, he works hand in hand with with moms demand action for gun sense he is he is actively trying to push gun control yep i have, I have no sympathy no love for your sheriff whatsoever look, look i didn't say you i didn't have a good say, relationship with him i you. i can't stand him but but the point is is that i will have a good relationship with him and i'll still oppose him all in the same sentence it doesn't mean that I don't yeah. have a good relationship with him. It just means we see things differently. And I think this is where, you know, this, the, I just, by the way, somebody said I'm done with this podcast. So I blocked him. And the, and the reason I said that is because people want to come out and say that it's absolute. I'm not going to have a discussion. I'm going to dig my heels in. This is the way I feel. And what I'm trying to tell you is, look, I have my, I have my opinions. I have my opinions of the red flag laws in Colorado, which don't work if they did work. Right. If it was even a thing, if that law even meant anything, we wouldn't have had the King Super shooting in Boulder because they would have actually caught up to that guy because his family said he was nuts. He was on the FBI's list. He was on CBI's list. They failed us because they wanted it to happen. Sorry, that's truth. But but as you go through this process, if we can't have a discussion, if we can't sit here on this podcast and go back and forth and actually talk about these things, then we are no better. We just go, go join a side, I guess, and wait for the war to start. Right, we are going to have discussions about things that actually matter, and this—I mean, frankly—I—I got to have a conversation with the sheriff because he's my sheriff. It doesn't mean I have to like what he says, but I'm not going to hate on him. I'm not. I, I reserve that hate for people that—that that literally. I reserve that hate for Biden. <laughs> realize mo- most of the time yeah. it may have changed in recent memory but yeah. when i lived in colorado that sheriff in douglas county he ran unopposed in republican yeah, primaries not anymore not anymore not, not anymore. anymore we not got anymore, one coming showed up his powers. and and fec united is doing some amazing things and and there's some fear on his side that he's going to lose as a result of that ronald reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top.